little series called Real, R-E-A-L, Real. The best compliment that I ever get is somebody will say, you're real. Now, sometimes I don't know what they mean when they say that, but, but uh, that's what I want to be. That's what I'm going to be. It's just the way it is. Now, it sounds like it's a simple thing. It's not a simple thing. We live in a world that's plastic. And we're told to make it up, fix it up. And I'm all for that. It's fine. Look your best. That's fine. Whatever. Float your boat. But at the end of the day, man, I hope that that doesn't change who you are. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're a gift that you might not realize it that God gave to the earth, man. You're awesome. And if you can find that and walk in that, that's fantastic. And the peace that comes from that and clarity when you're just you, I'm just you, I'm just me, right? That's a good thing. doesn't mean we don't have to work on things. Some of us were raised with things that need to be changed, uh, whether it might be some prejudices or bigoted things. And there's, I'm not saying that we don't need to change, but at the end of the day, find, can, to find out who you are, to find out that I matter, I have value, to be comfortable in your skin. Amen? Say. And at church sometimes we, I don't know, I think somewhere along the way we started dressing things up. Then we started cutting the hair just a certain way. And, you know, you looked a certain way. And somehow along with that can come a, a form of hypocrisy if you're not careful. Amen? And uh, not that that's the way it always is. It's not. Some people dress to the hilt and they're awesome. They love God fully. There's no doubt about it. But I don't know. I just want you to be you. I'm going to be me. Amen? So I'm in a series called Real. Two people in the Bible I'm studying. One in the early service, the Apostle Paul. Very religious. Very religious. Man, he was dedicated, but he was lost, and he gets saved on the road to Damascus. So God chose this religious guy, but he was lost. A lot of times people are religious, and it's, 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 it's a plastic outside thing. Their heart's never really been changed. His heart was changed. Man, I'm telling you, he became real for God, amen, and a power, and he wrote 13 books in the New Testament. It's incredible. Second guy I'm checking out is in this service, Peter. Peter was not religious. That's my opinion, strong opinion. He was not very religious at all. And he was a fisherman. The further away you get from Jerusalem, generally speaking, the less religious you are. And that was the case in those days. I mean, if you're devout, you generally are down there in Jerusalem. And if you get up there by the Sea of Galilee, you're like no-gooders. And, you know, can any good thing come out of that region? That was said of... Uh, Nathaniel, I believe, amen, in the Cana area, which is the Galilee area. And they even said that about Jesus. It's not this Jesus, the carpenter's son. You know, it's just a different world. And so he chose real people, and he chose somebody like Peter. So I want to look at Peter's life. We started last week, and we're going to take off from there and see what we can find. Amen. Here we go, Raj. Today's message, living in reality. Are you all right so far? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say it straight up, plain Jane, Today, a lot of the church is full of bull, all right? And I don't know what planet people live on, why you can't turn on the TV and look and go, that is bull. So many people buy stuff, I'm talking about, not the Home Shopping Network, I'm talking about this religion stuff on TV. They will give, they will do, they will do, and I can see right through the joker that he's as phony as a day is long. And it's not biblical. But people hook, line, and sinker buy into it. Crazy. Okay? So this is a problem in the church. 
living in reality. It's going to be a tough message. You all right or what? Here we go. Let's check it out. Living in reality. Now, there's some interesting Peter facts. I'm still making the case that Peter was a real joker here. He's a real guy. And you can find him yourself. You can go to your Bible and find these things, and I found them. Here they are, some interesting Peter facts. Peter's name is mentioned more times in the gospel than any other name except for Jesus Christ. Hmm. You mean a guy that wasn't religious and had all these problems? He's mentioned only second to Jesus. Hmm. Nobody's seen speaking more than Peter. Sort of a loudmouth guy. Nobody is spoken to by the Lord as often as Peter is. There's something for being real. Jesus wants you to be real. He wanted Peter to be real. He put, put a lot of time in on Peter. Nobody confessed their loyalty to Jesus Christ more boldly and more often than Peter. And he showed it too, didn't he? In that garden, that, those, that, those jokers come to arrest Jesus. Bang! Out comes that Micaiah's sword and cuts Malchus' ear right off. He was in with both feet. You hear me say? He still had that little side to him, though. Well, he was real. I bet it didn't surprise any of them that were there. I bet when he pulled out that sword, all of them went. They saw the ear, they saw the ear flop, and I bet they looked at each other and went, it's probably Peter. who he was. Nobody was praised and blessed by the Lord the way Peter was. He was blessed so much that the Catholic Church made a pope out of him. Jesus didn't make a pope out of him. That was us coming along later and we people did that. You understand that? Yes or no? You didn't laugh very much, but that was funny. Here we go. But hold the phone. Hold the phone. Here we go. Hold the phone. So all these good things about Peter. But keep, I, keep, I kept finding more things. Keep looking. More stuff. No disciple is so often rebuked by the Lord as Peter was. You see what real looks like? You get praise. Mm-hmm. Then you get popped upside the head. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's what happened to this guy. Nobody ever denied the Lord in the gospel so forcefully and publicly as Peter did. See how real looks like? It's like a seesaw, isn't it? Did you know what that's real life? You know that, yes or no? Real life is we have problems. Real life is I struggle. But we don't want to say that in church. And matter of fact, we, we're taught to hide it and we're taught to cover it up because, you know, if they find out about us, you know, it's, you know, it's not going to be good. They're going to run us off or they're going to talk about us like a dog. But that's life. Peter's the only disciple in the gospel addressed by the Lord as, say it with me. So you mean the leader that he chose, he actually called him Satan. He did. You ever done anything in your life where the Lord might have looked down down on you and said, boy, they're living, they're, they're of the devil right there. You think? Yes or no? Sure. Happens. And we think we're not qualified or we don't matter. Guys, if you never get to the place where you start to be comfortable in your skin and know who you are and you start to deal with some of the mess in your life, the Lord can really help change you. 
And he can take you places you never dreamed. Amen? And it can happen. But you don't, try to, you don't get it all cleaned up first and then offer yourself. You offer him right as you are. I come just as I am, Lord, just as I am. The Lord said harsher things to Peter than any of the other disciples. Any of them. I mean, he treated Peter rough. It's tough. So here's the deal. Let's talk about it. We're just walking. Peter was real, not imaginary or ideal. The word real means not imaginary or ideal. To many, the Christian life has become an imaginary life. We make stuff up. I see it on TV. I hear them say things. People buy into it. Why? We like to buy into dreams. We like to dream big dreams. Okay? We like to live in a planet that's not our own sometimes. That's not real, guys. Keep looking. So Peter had ups and downs. That was his life. And God used him to be the leader. And that's called reality, guys. If you're ever going to be the, the person you need to be, you're going to have ups and downs. you just got to get to the place where you realize that. Realize, you know, God's not picking on me, okay? It's called life on planet Earth down here, okay? People mess you over. People cheat you. People lie to you. Oh, and by the way, you lie. And you mess up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you people are online. Hello. It happens. It's called reality. That's where we live, guys. Living in reality. So we're talking about being real. So often, now here we go. So often we go from, what did we learn last week? What did we learn last week? We learned to be real. Peter said four things. Four things that in his encounter with Jesus. Four things. Very simple thoughts. I loved them. Number one, you can use my boat. He told, Jesus said, Take your boat and push it out. And and Peter agreed. He said, you can use my boat. I'll give you a chance, God. Say that with me. I'll give you a... That's it. That's where you start with the Lord, right there. I mean, that's where Peter did. Okay, you can use my boat. I'll give you a chance. Okay, that's where he started, right there. Here's a guy. He wasn't a religious guy. He's called on the Lord, and he agreed, okay, to do that much. And then he's out there on the boat... And Jesus told him to cast his net, who had already been doing that all night. He'd already cleaned it. And he was a fisherman, and Jesus wasn't. He's a carpenter, okay? But what what Peter say? He said, at your word. That's the second thing about being real. Here's my life, Lord. I'll give you my life, and you can use it. I'll, you know, I don't know what maybe good is there, but you go ahead. Number two, at your word, I will. I'll do what you say, God. That was the second thing we saw in Peter. Number three, last week. Number three, so here the fish is caught. So many they had to bring another boat to get the fish. It's incredible what happened. They fished all night and didn't do too hot. Jesus told them to do it. And you know what Peter realized? He came to realize, wow, I'm a sinful man, oh Lord. He realized his own shortcomings and how great this person was that he didn't even really know that much at all but that look at this jesus it's incredible and he realized his own sinfulness that's a big point in and getting to the place where you're real in your life the worst thing you can do is think you're holier than thou you hear me you will derail real in a heartbeat if you're full of yourself derail real real just ran off the rail okay not holier than that. What'd he do? I caught more fish than that before. I've done this before. No. He hit the deck and said, man, am I ever a sinner? 
next to him. Amen? The fourth thing he did is Jesus said, you've been catching fish, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. And you know what Peter did? He'd fished his whole life. In that culture, I mean, that's probably what his family did. And you know what he did? He laid down those nets to follow Christ. He said, I'm going to forsake all of that and I'm going to follow you. And just right, Jesus met him right where he was, right on the shore, right there at the boat, right there with the nets. He didn't change anything. He met him right there in reality. Y'all listening, have I lost you? I hope I'm not boring you to tears here. But we think we got to go over to here somehow to get it all right, and, you know, then God will accept me. No, he knows you just like you are. You can cover it all up, you think. He knows the crap, excuse me, in your life. And he loves you still. Amen? And he wants you to just hush, give him your boat, listen and believe his word, realize your way ain't the right way, his way is. I'm a sinner. And number four, what you say, Lord, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to start following you with my life. And let him take you right there and see where he'll take you. Y'all listening? So that's what we learned last week. But here's what happens. So often in the Christian life, we go to that kind of thing, to being real, to, you know, just living in reality, and somehow we think we're going to walk on water. When you come to Christ, it don't mean you still don't have a rough marriage if you've got a rough marriage. You listening or not? Well, I found Jesus. It's going to get better tonight. Probably not. Might get worse. I don't know. Things aren't just all going to get fixed when you come to the Lord. People will get sick, and they will make a conversion to Jesus and somehow think now the cancer is going to get healed. You know that, don't you? Yes or no? We come to the Lord desperate. Guys, it's not reality. Jesus came to save sinners. Jesus came to keep us from burning in hell. He didn't come to make you rich. You hear me, yes or no? Well, I'm a Christian now. He goes, everything's going to get good. And when it doesn't, Satan uses that for us to get so discouraged. We need to be real here. Keep looking. Now, I might be talking to the choir here. You might know all this. So if you do, well, good. Here's a big problem, though, with thinking you're going to walk on water. It ain't reality. Amen? Say Life, life hurts, man. Life's hard sometimes. How many, let's just talk for a minute. How many of you got discouraged? No, no, it's all right. It's okay to talk to me. How many got discouraged? You're a Christian, you got discouraged in your life, and for a while you just quit. You just quit on the Lord. Can I see some hands? I just quit on the Lord. Did you know that's at least a third of the audience? And I bet you there's another third that didn't raise their hand or forgot. And the other third's probably going to quit tomorrow. It happens. The Christian life is, my life is tough at times. Is your life? It's it's life. That's why we have the Lord, man. Amen? Come on. So, the real Christian life ain't a walk on the water. Okay? That's my quote. It ain't a walk on the water. It's just not. So now let's just talk about it. With Peter, we're going to just discover some Scripture. Now here's some unrealistic but popular views of the Christian life. Hang in here with me. 
This is what I see. This is what I see in other denominations. It's what I've learned over the years. It's what I see on TV. This is my message. Here's some unrealistic but popular views of the Christian. And I'm telling you, you can build a church if you'll do some of these things. It'll be huge. But here's some of them. Prosperity. You send your offering, God's going to give you back ten times. And lie. You know that, right? Who's getting ten times? He is or she is. Generally not you. We don't give so we can get prosperity. We give because God has given to us. And we honor Him with our giving so that others can hear about the Lord and we can have a church and we can have a ministry and we can share the gospel with people and we can have a place to come on a Sunday morning and worship with one another. That's why we give. You understand that? That's not as popular, though. If I, if I got up here and told you, if you give, God is going to bless you here, 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 and you're going to get this, 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 and this, I guarantee it, we'd have more offering coming in here. But I've chosen to live a life that's real. I want a church that's real. Amen? And not full of bull. All right? That's the way it is. I'm not right on everything. I know that. But I don't buy into this. Here's another popular view. Healing. Healing. Can the Lord heal? Yes. Are all of you going to die one day? Yes. I guess that means he didn't show up on the day you died. I mean, come on. What's reality? Reality is people get sick. Reality is people get old. Isn't it amazing? As people get old, almost like a graph, you can see the problems increasing. It's not rocket science here. It happens. Do I believe in healing? I believe in healing. I believe that God heals. I do that, but it's something I don't understand. I don't buy and I don't believe. You can go and take your family to Orlando or to Lakeland or somebody and wait in a long line. Somebody's going to touch you on the head and you're going to get better. I don't buy into that. To me, that's not reality, guys. Are y'all listening or not? Now, if you buy into that, you bought into it. I haven't. I don't put a whole lot of confidence in men. Anybody you worship, this is going to be crude and I'm just going to say it. Anybody you worship or you put up on a pedestal, they go to the toilet just like you do. Are you hearing me, yes or no? Let that just set into your head a little bit. I know that's hard, Todd. You don't hear stuff like that. That's awful. He's crude. Well, good. Call me real, because that's what the Joe on the street will tell you. We worship Jesus Christ and nobody else. Everybody else is a man. You start to worship some guy, think he has some power or some this. You go take your family all across the country, wait in a long line, send them all your money, sell your house. I'm going to tell you straight up, you're crazy. And generally, people out there that are lost have some common sense, and they would say the same thing. But see, we're looking for something. We're looking for a quick fix. We're looking for a walk on the water. We're looking for a way out. Here's the problem. It's not reality. Amen. Say. Name it, claim it. 
I speak it. There's a whole movement out there that says, I speak it. You, if you speak it enough, it'll happen. If you speak it enough, you're going to drive us crazy. It's what you're going to do. You know what? I still believe in this. I believe in doing the right thing and all that. But listen, if you want something, how about work for it? How about that? How about budget for it? How about sell those eight things you don't need like I have and could go buy whatever with it? Instead of name it, claim it with God. Come on. Get real. Sorry. Money is my friend. And some churches, I'm telling you what, money's more than Jesus. Talk more about money than they do Jesus. Are you kidding me? Yes or no? I love this. I was visiting a lady the other day. It was fantastic. Her daughter doesn't like me. Get in line. Because I didn't do something at a certain time. I didn't show up when they were hurting. And I understand that. I understand how that can hurt somebody. And it hurt them. I get that. But then it went on from that to say, all I ever do is talk about money. That is the biggest lie on the planet. What we do here is we do things debt free. And if we do raise money, you get to see it with your own eyes what you're buying. And I love that. I love that. But here's what I loved about it. I loved about it that that mama of that, that daughter, older mama of that daughter, whew, she let her have it. With both barrels, amen? I love that. It made me feel so good. I mean, I hope they get along and everything, but I did love that she told the truth. Guys, money's necessary for things, but it's not your friend. Jesus is a friend that sits closer than a brother. Money gets wings, the Bible says, and it'll fly away from you. How many ever lost a lot of money? Can I see your hand? You lost some money. Woo! Money's necessary. But it's not what we do at Fellowship Church. It's not going to be the thing we talk about all the time. If you can't give cheerfully, keep it. Okay? We'll just see how we do with that. I think we're going to do fine. Here's another topic out there. Talking about walking on water theories. Destiny. you got to know your destiny. Whole message series. Whole big ministries are found on destiny, church. You know, I like the Ten Commandments. You know, you want some destiny? How about do what the Lord says? Amen or oh me? You want some destiny? How about husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it? How about that, fellas? How about quit cheating? How about, isn't that a good destiny? Say that, huh? Might have a good marriage if you do that. See, I like that kind of destiny. Not the magic wand little destiny people teach. That's not real, guys. People get discouraged with this. You understand? Lost people. Jesus made a statement, if we're not careful, we'll make people twofold the child of hell. We'll come up with this stuff, and they're going to come to the conclusion that it's not true, and they're going to turn and walk away from the church totally. Y'all listening or not? I know it's a tough message. Y'all might not come back after this. I doubt it. It's the truth. I, I, put my, I paint my money on the truth. Here's another one, breakthrough. You're going to get your breakthrough. 
If you just pray it and you give it, come on, give the money, give it, come on and pray, you'll get your breakthrough. Most breakthroughs in my life have come with, yeah, with prayer and making tough decisions and having to change my ways and having to work a little harder at it. That's how breakthroughs happen. You understand? Unless you've got a rich grandmother or somebody. And most of us don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? We just have to work at it. So, having said all that and really made the audience mad, let's go on. Here we go. Here we go. So here's Peter now. Reality. So he's newly, newly following the Lord, newly believing in Jesus. He's on the team. He's forsaken his fishing. He's following the Lord. Not long after, straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a boat and go before him on the other side. And he sent the multitudes away. He needs a break. That's reality. Jesus needed a break. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to do what? To pray. And when the evening was come, Jesus was there alone. And the boat was now in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Don't be confused. The Sea of Galilee is like a big lake. It's six miles by 13 miles. It's the shape of a harp, like you play a harp. It's not huge. But it's in the mountains. It's in an area where storms can get very uh, tempestuous. I've been on that little lake many, many times. It's beautiful. And the boat was in the middle of this lake. And it was tossed with waves, for the winds were contrary. You might know the story. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. So here's the boat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I hate that. How many ever got sick on a boat before? You got sick. That's horrible, ain't it? I love boating, but if you get sick, you hate it right away. So there, 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 like this, man. And Jesus comes to them walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were what? <laughs> we're already sick, probably. Oh, my God. Somebody's out there. I mean, oh, my goodness. You know? This is craziness. And they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost. And I can see these guys. These are regular jokers. All right? Ain't too many being too religious right there. You know what I mean? It's a ghost. <laughs> And they cried out for fear. What does that mean when you fill in the blank? All right? I'm sure they said a lot of things. All right? So in the Christian life, when we're talking about the real Christian life, guys, there are going to still be waves, contrary winds, and troubled spirits and fear. That's the real Christian life. You're still, how many have had some of that in your life? You've had some of contrary winds and trouble and some fear and and instead of quitting, why don't you double down and start believing more in the Lord? And do more right than you've ever done. How about that? Instead of running because, oh, it's not my breakthrough. or What happened? Listen, this is life. Now, there are great highs in the Christian life. How many have had some great highs in your life? I mean, some incredible things have happened. Miracles, crazy stuff has happened in my life. Yeah, me too. That's called reality. Listen, everything's not bad. If you live long enough, you're probably going to see some good things too. Amen? 
Ups and downs, that's what life is. Straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, guys. It's not a guest. It's me. It's me, okay? Don't be afraid. And Peter answered him. Here's Peter. Talks more than anybody. Reminds me of me. Peter answered and said, Lord, if it's you, can you see Peter? He's got issues. If it's really you and not a ghost. I bet he had that old blade out. What do you think? (laughs) Then you bid me to come to you on the water. So here he is, newly a follower of Christ. If it's you, man, bid me to come out there on that water and walk on water with you. And Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he what? He walked on the water. And he went to Jesus. What can we learn but... He's walking on the water, but the waves are still there. That's called real life, guys. You know the beautiful thing about the Christian life is that you can have the waves and the contrary winds, and you can have the troubled spirits and even fear, and the Lord can be with you, and it can all be hell all around you. And you can still have a smile on your face, and you can still make it. Because he's with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Doesn't mean this stuff doesn't happen. Guys, our faith is in the Lord. Our faith is not in the circumstances or the money or the this or the that. My faith is in him. Amen? And that there were still problems. Peter, Peter had that problem around him. When Peter saw the wind boisterous, and that's, that's reality, guys. You've got the Lord. But when there are things going on, it, it's easy to get your attention on that. And to get discouraged, that's real. He was afraid. Who wouldn't be? Some of the things you're going through, you're scared. It's okay. It's okay to be scared. He was scared. He began to sink. Good chance you're going to sink some. (laughs) It's called life. God hadn't quit. He cried out, Lord, save me. Now, that's what you need to learn right there. Amen? Say, life life is hard. Life hurts sometimes. People hurt you. It's not nice. But, baby, learn those three words. Lord, save me. Amen? That's called reality. Immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand. He caught him. And this is what he said unto him. Say that last part with me. Oh, thou of little. Now, wait a minute. He's of little faith, and he's the leader. There's a lesson right there, guys. He's human. You're human. Amen? This is called being real. We want to be real in our own life to our family, but also to a lost world. Some of us are so plastic. Oh, it's all good. (laughs) People think you're a nut. It's okay to show emotion. It's okay to... You know, have some problems, okay? Say, they're never going to think they could ever come if they don't realize we're real out here. We got junk too, right? Say, I always have people talking to me about their problems. Good. Lady came to me this morning. She said, I came to you because I knew I could. 
I can come to you because I know you'll understand. And I'm, I'm immediately able to talk to her because I get it. Another fellow talked to me this morning over here. got all kinds of problems. He's had struggles in his life. But I could talk to him. He can talk to me. I said some things this morning that were personal in my life. And he said, every time you say stuff like that, it really helps me. I said, do you know how hard it is for me to spill my guts? And it makes me feel so good to know if I spill my guts, it's helping somebody. Amen? It's called being real, guys. So, he said, why did you doubt, oh little faith? Keep looking. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the boat, they came and worshipped who? Did they worship Peter? No, they worshipped Jesus. Saying of a truth, you're the who? Yes or no? Who is it? Jesus, you're the Son of God. That's reality. Don't worship Peter. Living in reality. The real Christian life is a faith walk. That's what we see. It's a real life. Immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand. He called him. He said, oh, thou of little faith, why did you doubt? The Bible is all about you and me having faith. We have a real life. I was born in Rockingham, North Carolina. I had real parents. I had a real hard situation. It was different growing up. Having parents that didn't love each other, having cheat on one another. You know, some had it harder than me. That's my life. That's my story. Jesus saved me in that little old town of Rockingham. He's been faithful to me all these years. I was married 28 years. My wife left me for somebody else. That hurt really bad. You hear me, yes or no? I loved her very much. But I still have a life. I still have to live. God blessed me. He blessed me with faith. To know that, God, you love me. I matter to you. Even though I don't feel like I matter to nobody else right now, but I matter to you. That's the way I would talk to him. Amen? And just through faith, I keep looking to him. And he blesses me. Kim comes into my life. Beautiful. The nicest person on the planet. I had to go through hell to get to her. But the hell was worth paying to get to her. Because God's good. Are y'all hearing me today? This is just called real. This life, guys. Straightway the father of the child cried out. It's all about faith. Here's a guy in the scripture. His child was sick. He cried out with faith and with tears. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. That's real, guys. You believe and yet you don't at the same time sometimes. That's okay. That's called reality. Are y'all listening or not? You're not going to get condemned because you have fear. God knows you. They want, want, want one, that, one God, man, that's Jesus. He knows you're not. It's okay. But you still have to trust Him. But He'll take you as you are with all that faith issue you got, and He'll help you. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. How can I have more faith? Read the Bible. Start memorizing Scripture. Get it inside of you. You're still going to have trouble. But that's going to really help you believe. The Bible says we're always confident knowing that while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. For we walk by what? Faith and not by what? We're confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body. And one day we will be with who? We'll be present with the Lord. Okay? And then you're just going to you're gonna have the prosperity. You're going to have the destiny. All right? You're going to have the streets of gold. Oh, yeah, they're preaching right on TV. It's just the wrong time. This is a time right now that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough times right now. You're going to have to work hard. One day you're going to die. But I'm going to tell you something right now. There's a place we're going. 
That's exciting. It's, it's incredible. You'll never die. He's the sun all the time. Sun shines. His name is Jesus. Amen? Beautiful. Right now, it's faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Keep your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We must believe He is. He's a reward of those who diligently seek Him. He will help you through life. Doesn't mean you're not going to have ups and downs. It's called reality. Job, the greatest man, basically, maybe who, who lived, the Bible says. Upright man. Unbelievable. He said, naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked I'm going to go back. When I get old, I'm going to die. I'll be dead. That's how, basically how he taught. The Lord gives and the Lord taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? You don't hear that preach much. <laughs> you know, living in reality. The real Christian life is serving God and others. Say that with me. The real Christian life is what? It's never been about me getting rich. That's not the Bible. It's never about you being your destiny. You know, Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head. He was a servant. He served people. That's what we're called to do. That is the real Christian life. It might not sound fantastic, but it's a great life to serve other people. I love seeing Chris, you guys up here serving. And it must make you feel good, buddy, to see the people singing. How does it make you feel? Amazing? Is that, that's a reward of plenty, ain't it? Isn't that right? Better than any kind of money. Being up here leading y'all, serving y'all, and hearing you sing. He, he said better than any kind of money. That's what I want. Amen? Say. Good stuff. Jesus served. I'm about done. He rises from supper. He lays aside his garments. He took a towel. This is Jesus. He girded himself. After that, he pours water into a bowl. He, he starts to wash the disciples' feet. He wipes them with a towel that he had there with him. Then comes he to Simon Peter, and Peter says, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And he had dirty, nasty, stinking feet, I'm telling you. That's reality. Did you know preachers' feet probably stink? Think about that next time you worship one of them. Anyway, sorry, here we go. Well, some of them probably have their nails done, but that's another story. Excuse me. Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but you will know hereafter. It's, it's real to not know a lot. Peter said unto him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, if I don't wash you, you don't have any part of me. He was, Peter was tough. Simon Peter said this, Lord, not only my feet, but I also wash my hands and my head then. That's reality, just changing on a dime sometimes, ain't it? That's fine. Jesus said, he that is washed needs not to save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. You're clean, but not all of you. For he knew who should betray him. You can't fool the Lord. Be real. Therefore said he, you're not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I've done to you? He was a servant. Peter said, you'll never wash my feet. We'd all probably said that to the Lord, wouldn't we say? Sure we would have. Jesus humbled himself and he washed their feet. That's what the Christian life's about, us loving one another, serving one another. The servant's not greater than his Lord. Sometimes the life we portray as a Christian life down here that we see that's not real, it wasn't the life Jesus had. 
What makes us better than him? He suffered. Why aren't we going to suffer? You call me master and Lord, and you say, well, I am. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant's not greater than his Lord, neither is he that sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. The Christian life, the best life, is to serve other people, not to be served. Living in reality. The real Christian life is about God's purpose and not yours or mine. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say you're John the Baptist, Elias, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said, But but who do you say I am? And Simon Peter, there he is again. He said, You're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. Did he mean he's building the rock on Peter, that Peter's the first pope? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Peter's a nut. He meant, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's what the church is built on. You got that or not? I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And now Peter supposedly has keys to let everybody in and out. That's not true. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Peter was going to be a preacher of the gospel. And that's the key. People being saved is what gets people to heaven. That's the keys. You understand that? People that truly get saved down here, they're free. Amen? People that reject Christ down here, they're bound. You listening or not? This is reality. So Peter was right on, baby. He was right on. Then charged his disciples they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time he began to show his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem. He's going to suffer many things of the elders, the chief priests, the scribes. He's going to be killed. He's going to be raised again from the dead the third day. Then Peter took him. Here's Peter again, running his mouth constantly. He began to rebuke Jesus. I guess that key thing went to his head. I don't know. He said, be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not happen to you. I've got this knife. See it? But he turned and he said unto Peter, say it with me. Get thee behind me. Only disciple he called Satan. Of course, Judas, he said, was of Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. You're an offense to me. The cross is what matters, man. So Peter was right on in his life, wasn't he? You're the son of God. You're not going to go to the cross. He was way off, wasn't he? What have I learned today? And i got to quit. That's the Christian life. You're going to be right on sometimes, and sometimes you're going to be way off. That's why you need him, and you need his word. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. That's the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than yours, and my thoughts are higher than yours. That's just the way it is. I'm God and you're not. That's reality. Jesus said to his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. That's what we're supposed to do. Take up his cross and follow me. 
That's what I have a problem with, and I've talked way too much on this subject today, but I have a problem with some of the what I hear today that's not reality in the church because I don't see it, the taking of the cross and the denying of yourself and the serving of other people. That's what we're to be about. That's reality. Did I bore you to tears with this crazy message today? If any man will come after me, deny yourself. Why do I need to deny myself? Because I'm a moron, okay? Did you hear me? Anything that you probably ever wanted to do that's wrong, I probably wanted to do it. Let that go in your head. Why don't I do the things that are evil? Sometimes I do. And I'm horrified, okay? And I'm an idiot. Yeah, or not. That's called reality. Oh my gosh, Pastor Clark, he's a sinner. Yeah, I am. <sighs> How do I overcome? Deny myself, Clark. Deny what the flesh says would be awesome to have. Take up your cross. I told the crowd this morning, the way I grew up, and I'm done, the way I grew up, it's a miracle that I'm not in jail for killing people. That's horrible, isn't it? That's horrible. God has showed up in my life so many times when there were things I just wanted to do that weren't right. You know? How many would say, I know what you're talking about, preachers, at least one will make me feel a little better? At least a third of you are horrible people. That's the Christian life. The Christian life is I didn't do it. Amen? Did I want to? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when me and God had time together, and he goes, you're an idiot. You need me. You a fool. Amen? The Christian life. Take up your cross. Follow me. That's what he told Peter. And Peter became a great leader for the Lord. Amen. So you and I, we can be leaders for the Lord, but let's keep it real. Amen. I'm done. i got to quit. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Thank the Lord for his word this morning. Whoa! Crazy! I could talk all day on this subject.